Hello and welcome to episode. What episode number would this be? Eight, buddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> or nine, depending on what <laughs> stuff comes out. Twenty second, not even. Yeah, we have seven up, but uh. Well, welcome uh... to another episode of. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> there you go. Episode question mark question mark question mark. A podcast about engineering disasters, which is in and of itself a disaster as well. Yeah, <laughs> we're hitting some home runs. <laughs> On task as always. Uh, I'm Justin Rosniak. I'm the person you're listening to. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Do Not Eat, where I talk about cities and socialism. Uh, but I also have uh, this podcast, so this is shared equally between the three of us. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And oh, are we doing? Are we doing uh, acknowledgments of land? Yeah, um, I think so. Uh, Just yeah. to annoy people yeah. even more. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're. Uh, I'm podcasting from uh, Lenape territory, Lenny Lenape territory, which may or may not have been stolen. We don't know because all copies of the Treaty of Shakamaxon were destroyed by William Penn's descendants, so they could justify stealing more land elsewhere. Totally unsuspicious. <laughs> Uh, I'm Alice Caldwell-Kelly. I am on a podcast called Trash Future, as well as this. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm recording this from Glasgow, Scotland. So, as far as this being stolen land, probably, like, in the process of enclosure or, like, clearances, it was stolen by somebody from somebody, but uh, not a distinct indigenous group. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Liam Anderson. Uh, pronouns are he, him. Uh, same on the Lenape. I'd actually like to point out that the Philly History Museum uh, claims that a wampum belt in their possession uh, serves as proof that such a, a meeting did take place for the treaty. However, they they know nothing else beyond that. So it's just... I think it'd be funny if the line of the treaty like went straight through the house so that like your side of the house was stolen, but mine was bought fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> This this podcast is one quarter recorded on stolen land. That's actually not so bad. I, well, you could have whatever the spilled beer on my floor back, I guess. <laughs> Taking all of this incredibly rich land and we've used it for such great purposes as spilling beer on it. I'm sure somewhere in the deep deep recesses of my closet, there's still a, a tin of dip from like two years ago. Gross. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, and and today and today we have a special guest, uh, Sean. Tell tell the nice people about yourself. Hi, I'm Sean Burton. Pronouns he him. I live in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, and Labrador. I'm a substitute teacher up here right now. Um, and I guess if we're doing the the land acknowledgement. Um, Presumably this was Mi'kmaq land. Uh, there may have been Beothic living here some time ago, but hard to tell because the colonialists killed them all. Uh, yeah, not very nice. Uh, uh, Twitter handle is SeanRed. I'm with the Communist Party of Canada, so I mostly retweet their stuff, do a bit of organizing up here. Awesome. Today we're going to talk about you know a place not a lot of us have been, except for three of the four people on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Appealing to a niche audience here. I know, right? So not a lot of people know this, but if you get in your car and you drive north on I-95, you can go past Boston and you wind up in this place called Maine, right? This is a speedrunning trick, right? You clip yeah. through the level and you arrive in the <laughs> in the Maine stage. Yes, yes, exactly. If you keep going up 95, you get to this place called Banger. I hardly knew her. God damn it. <laughs> oh, 
Do we not Jesus. have a photo of the Paul Bunyan statue? <laughs> then you take this road called the main airline. This is where you clip through the level to a place called Calais, and then you cross the border into this place called New Brunswick. Oh, why would you, though? Because we had to. (laughs) They pronounce it Calais, not Calais. That's annoying. Like, that's stealing valor from the French (laughs) French port. Just this is this is the rule with Canada that I'm discovering as we do more of this CanCon is that everything in Canada that's French is pronounced wrong. Yeah. Oh, well, you should oh you should hear the place names in Newfoundland. They'll drive you bonkers. Awesome. <laughs> and if you keep going, you go to Nova Scotia. You get to Cape Breton Island in a place called North Sydney. And if you get on a boat up there, you'll cross the Cabot Strait and wind up on an island called Newfoundland. Woo! And if you keep going. You wind up in a place called St. John's. Now, once you didn't have to drive this whole way, you could take a train. And that's the subject to today's episode, the uh, the Newfoundland Railway and its closure. Mm. And uh, this was, uh, I, I guess, more relevant a couple weeks ago. But uh, the Tories in the UK made news recently with their promise to undo the Beeching Axe, right? Yes, Dr. Beeching uh, destroyed most of the, like, unprofitable or not profitable enough local railway services that people actually, you know, kind of needed. So, like, villages that had, like, one railway uh, train go through, like, a day, all of those lines were just destroyed entirely in the 60s. Wasn't ideal, no. But, uh, and, and of course, the Tories aren't very serious about this because they're only budgeting 500 million pounds. (laughs) vote labor i mean like some fucking electrification would be nice maybe and some like in the north or in wales is there any electrification now in the uk uh yes but like as with all good things about this country if there is something good it exists in southeast england Ah. Um, (laughs) so so, like we, we have high speed rail that's going to like intended to go up to the so-called northern powerhouse and that's going to be electrified uh and yeah that's going to take forever and it's going to be shit and it's Mm. you have this wild thing where you end up with just awful trains going out of london and then the very nice shiny expensive ones that go towards london it's i don't know maybe more efficient to run them (laughs) both ways but what do i know you have a high-speed rail that only gets you out of Britain entirely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but there have been many beaching axes in many countries and places around the world, and I'm sure through the course of this podcast we'll talk about many of them, but today we're going to talk about roads for rails and the closure of the Newfoundland Railroad. Beaching Canada edition. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're constantly closing via rail lines, but... Thanks for okay. nothing, Justin Trudeau. I'm surprised that they reopened the line to Churchill. Are you aware of that one, Justin? I am aware of the Churchill line. That one's cool as hell. Yeah, we go see some polar bears. Yeah, the uh, you probably heard that that line washed out uh, <clears throat> a year or two ago. I don't know. It was, it was horribly maintained anyway by the company that bought it out. And it was a hell of an ordeal to convince the federal government to come in and do the necessary repairs. I'm just shocked they actually did. It's only because there's no other road up there. Well, also, if they keep uh, if they keep uh, extracting oil out of Alberta, uh, Churchill will be a nice free port. Yeah, they haven't really. Sure. Again, that port's just kind of been all the way around the top. Go ahead. All right. So uh, I was. I... <laughs> but okay. Every every piece of evidence that suggests that we're going to get better at this with practice, we just overwhelm with the force of our incompetence. <laughs> yes. 
I find it endearing. So, uh, tell here, me here, about the trains. I'm going to tell you about the trains. <laughs> Hurry up. All right. So, um, okay, so the Newfoundland Railway was a three-foot, six-inch narrow-gauge railway. It had a 549-mile main line from Port of Basque to St. John, or rather St. John was mile zero, so it went to Port of Basque. 549 miles across an island in this tiny, uh, like, incredibly narrow railroad. Awesome. I promise you mm, driving yes. across it is worse. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm certain. Because as we've established, uh, train good and car bad. Uh, just that this seems like a, a very small train. I don't want to, like, stick my arms out the side and lose a forearm to a telegraph pole. Well, I mean, it was, well, proportional. Uh, I mean... I don't know how deep we were, how deeply we we're going to get into the history here, but uh, when it was originally conceived, the survey in 1875, they did recommend a nice standard gauge line that was only going to be uh, something like 300 miles, and it was going to terminate not too far from where Cornerbrook is, actually, uh, which might have been a bit more doable. But anyway, they ended up building it. Uh, not just the narrow gauge, but with this really convoluted, twisty, steep curve construction that some people compared to a roller coaster. Which uh, we see here. Yes. Eh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, the thing, the thing that we want is the Elon Musk approach, where we just, like, drive an entirely straight tunnel all the way across Newfoundland. <laughs> Good luck, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even build a damn highway right. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed your curvy, twisty highway in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh, Jesus. We'll get to that, though. Now that we're not in the country anymore, uh, can confirm that my GTI hit VMAX in, on your beautiful island. <laughs> Please don't prosecute me, Canada. That's the, that was the one nice thing about uh, the island, though, is that there were no cops. The one anywhere. nice thing? You loved it. Well, no, you there are many, piece, many nice piece things. Piece of yes. shit. <laughs> <laughs> horrible guest i do want to say though that that, that week you were here uh i know the weather was shit but oh it sure was usually summers are pretty good <laughs> i don't know for some reason that first week of july was just a shit show it was great to be 49 degrees in july I just love the idea that there's no cops on Newfoundland, not because like they're underfunded or something, but because like there was a land bridge that they could have crossed, but Newfoundland separated and became an island too soon. <laughs> and just the cops became stranded on the on mainland Canada. <laughs> cops never evolved here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, have fun in Blanc Sablon, you fuck. Oh, they did. Just they just use a different name. Uh, and there was one passenger train that went all the way across the island that was called the Caribou. Yeah. Um, it ran on a 23-hour schedule. And uh, it was pretty heavily used in World War II when they were building a couple of air bases on the island. Uh, and the, uh, the soldiers using it called it the Newfie Bullet because <laughs> it, was, it was very slow. It's a very slow train. <laughs> it's a joke. You can see down here I put, I put a stamp here. Mm. Showing the train going very fast. Oh, look how cute it is. That's not actually what it looked like. <laughs> there was uh, actually one section of track that was actually straight and level enough where they could get up to uh, 90 kilometers an hour. Wow. Wow. 50 <laughs> is uh, incredible. Yeah. 
shocking. So and then and and there were unique features on this line. Like it was uh, when it was completed in 1898, as Sean said, it did this kind of convoluted route. So I went through a place called um, uh, oh. what's it? Gaff, Gaff Topsail. Topsail. Yeah. So that's uh, right here, right? And you can see this is what the snow was like Jesus. up here. Yeah, so the original plan survey route uh, went considerably to the south of this location, but for some reason, uh, when the line got to Central, the the colonial government was like, no, let's just build it straight across this exposed high terrain. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, yeah, in the days of steam, <laughs> it was not unusual for trains to get stuck there for days. Awesome. Fun stuff. Wow. We have this other part of the island uh, where the train went uh, down here. And this is called Wreck House. <laughs> uh, why, why, why is it called Wreck House? Uh, it's a mispronunciation mispronunci <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of, of the ancient French town of Racky. <laughs> That's a good guess, but Yeah, no. thank you. I, ju I just fucked it. it, it, it it's quite the, literal yeah. here, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually because the wind would just wreck your house if you build one there. Mm. As we can see by the steam locomotive on its side. That's not a house. It's just standing there. And and the wind blew it over. Well, it weighs the same as a house. The um the the sort of spiritual antecedents of our podcast are the guys in that photo just being like, "Well, there's your problem." <laughs> flip it over and get it back on the rails, and everything yeah. will be fine. <laughs> yeah, it was super tight to look for gas in wreck house in driving rain. Oh. Mm. Just I... that guy with his hands in his pockets being like, "Yeah, I see what's gone wrong here." <laughs> yeah, just off, just off the ferry at Port of Basque, and it's like, oh, what have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah, I was pretty fucking certain we were gonna die. It, it's it's usually pretty down there. It, it it was very pretty even in the fog, but mm. it was all it was pretty in like you know a, a deadly way. In the way Silent Hill can be pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I put a I put a picture of the the rail yard in in Port of Basque up here mm. during like the heyday. Mm. All the CN friends. Are we saying here that um, that Newfoundland is a survival horror island? Maybe that's more true in more ways than one. They're just situating it in that genre. Uh, so anyway, so the, the, there's a couple of interesting things about how this railroad was structured. Um, the railroad's mentioned in the terms of union, which is like Newfoundland sort of constitution. Well, because it was it was a separate country from Canada, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was a, a different colony, and it had to uh, like unite with Canada in the same way Scotland did England. Y'all didn't have a referendum, did you, Alice? Just, <laughs> <laughs> so it just decided. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't put this a crown colony, I guess, until 1907, 1905. Then it was a dominion uh, until 1949, but really. Uh, from 1933 to 1949, the island was governed directly from London by a commission of government. Awesome. How do we do it that? Aside from, like, building a railroad across a giant exposed fucking glacier. Uh, well, a legacy of <laughs> underdevelopment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got that a lot. Um, our bad? Yeah, I don't blame you personally. <laughs> you should. Alice was there. You should. Tearing yes. up the rails. Damn you. I saw her. That's yeah. all. It's like those pictures of like old people in the Civil War who look like Keanu Reeves or whatever. <laughs> you look up the like Crown Commissioner and it's just look just looks like me, but with like a bicorn hat. Alice Alice actually invented Sherman's neckties. <laughs> <laughs> so 
uh, one of some of the things which you're mentioned in the terms of union is like how how freight rates are to be set and how the province expects the federal government to maintain the railroad. This is when they joined with Canada in 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 forty nine, and then in sixty five the Trans Canada Highway opened, which actually has in some ways a more convoluted route. Mm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Trans Canada rights, I suppose. No, nothing, nothing. For I think that? actually the highway is like. 30 or 40 kilometers longer than the railway was? That hmm. sounds about right. Does it does it regularly get covered in like 20 foot high snow? Oh god, yes. Awesome. That that's what we want to see from any any mode of transit. Yeah, especially like a, a road though where you can slip off of it real easy <laughs> as yeah. opposed to like a railroad where you have like flanges, you know. So that opened in 1965, and they killed the Caribou train as a result, the, the train that went across the island. God damn it. And they replaced it. it with buses running a 16-hour se- uh, schedule. It, there's just not as much romance if you can't get stuck in a glacier for fucking three days. Yeah, what am I supposed to do with all these fanfic tropes? Yeah, the, uh, the buses, they actually started those in 1967. They ran them concurrently with the train. It was a weird situation where you had CN basically competing with itself to to say, see, buses are so much better and more modern. Uh, so they kind of undermine their own operation Typical there. Typical Canadian <clears throat> socialism, du- duplicating the work. So they kept some limited passenger service on branch lines, and then once a year they ran a passenger train across the island called the Trouder Special. And this was the first nail in the coffin, right? Because no one was using... Not a lot of people were using the uh, the railroad itself for, you know, personal travel, right? Morons. Um, Are you still shipping freight across this, though? Oh, yes. they're shipping a crapload of freight, yeah. Mm. But improvements to the main line no longer directly served the traveling public, so there was less, you know, political support for the railroad. So... Uh, we got to talk about who was operating the railroad at this point, which is Canadian National, right? Demonetized instantly for that. They're not. They're not competent enough to uh, to, to get the Imperial March treatment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, right? yeah. 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 We're, we're gonna get. We're gonna get a. We're gonna get a copyright strike, and I'm gonna have to say, look, I don't care. <laughs> what is your? I just want to know what your railroad is doing in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. This is not a question that has been answered for me. In Newtown Square, there is a weird little branch of uh, CN, and all I can find on it on the internet is that it has something to do with their chemical division, and I want to know what fucking happened there. Chemical division? Jesus. It's neocolonialism. It's like planting the flag. You like you annex that part of Pennsylvania for Canada. You could have it. It's going to be the next <laughs> province, yeah. Have, have terms of union with Canada for Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn all the copies of that treaty, too. <laughs> so, um, Canadian National was sort of a, a nationalized system that was pieced together out of several railroads that were sort of failing in Canada, right? And they competed directly with the Canadian Pacific Railroad, which was about as big and entirely privatized. Right, um, but but Justin, we love nationalized railroads. Like it's two things we love: railroads and nationalization. So why was I singing off key the Empire theme from Star Wars? It's called the Imperial March. <laughs> because, as a matter of fact, this meant that Canadian National immediately took over the Newfoundland Railway uh, under the terms of union. Right. 
Mm. Uh, so they were running the railroad. They were running the ferries to Nova Scotia starting in 1949. And both of these things lost money at a pretty hefty rate, right? This was not a, a money-making operation at the time, especially after the Trans-Canada Highway was completed. You know, they start saying, all right, we're going to do some capital improvements here. So they, one of the first things they did was they built a system where your standard gauge railroad car could have its bogies swapped with narrow gauge bogies at Port of Basque in about 1968. You can sort of see this on this uh, mixed train here. You can see the tiny um, narrow gauge passenger cars and then this big ass standard gauge box car here. Yeah, it looks so unwieldy. Mm. I, I love to be like just rattling along on the top of this with like three feet of carriage out to each side with nothing underneath it. Awesome. It feels so safe. When they got good at this, they could swap out uh, the bogies on a, a freight car in 15 minutes. But that still meant if you brought 60 cars over on the ferry, it took 15 hours to swap over a 60-car train. Mm. Right? Yeah, it's a hefty delay. I think, well, this comes up in the report, which I guess is um, soon. But yeah, that was under strictly ideal conditions. Um, and... When you're dealing with an average ferry load of, you know, 40 to 60 cars, you know, that 10 or 15 hour delay is going to hold you back a lot. Just a bunch of extremely grumpy Newfoundlers. Uh, Newfoundlers? Newfoundlers. <laughs> Newfoundlers. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, fuck. Newfoundlanders. Ch change, change name of group chat to Newfoundlers. Yeah, just just a bunch of extremely pissed off Newfies having to change all of this shit in, like, driving rain and snow under immense time pressure. I'm sure that went perfectly. Well, they, they actually had a really nice facility there in the yard. It was quite large. Um... And, in fact, it was probably the main employer in the town. Which, you know, it's something. <laughs> I I am told you're not supposed to say Newfie. Oh, is it a slur? Yeah. Have I, have I committed slurs? Uh, uh, I personally don't care. It's one of those weird things. Uh, some people get their pennies in a bunch over it, I guess. Um <laughs> Depends on how you say it, I suppose. I mean, in my defense, I only said it because I was physically unable to pronounce Newfoundlander. <laughs> no, I, I don't mind. In this context, it was... It's the other, the other N-word. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, just something just to, as an aside, with regards to the uh, CN operations here. So, in addition to the railway and the uh, ferries to Nova Scotia, they also operated all of the coastal boats. And back in the day, uh, that was a huge operation. Uh, really, there weren't any roads in Newfoundland worthy of the name. Uh, so getting around, you had to take this packet or that packet just to get to anywhere. Uh, and there's still a handful of these routes in existence because, shockingly, the provincial government hasn't gotten around to finishing all the roads. Well, I mean, that is praxis, just for the wrong reasons. Yeah, it was pretty confusing to me that we had to drive into the interior of Newfoundland as opposed to, say, on the southern coast or something. Well, you know, it actually, there was some talk about the south coast as a route when the railway was conceived as well. It's just that, uh, so you remember what Port of Basque looks like? Yep. Uh, the Most of the south coast of Newfoundland is worse than that. Very rocky, very high <laughs> cliffs, and deep fjords, so uh, you have to pretty much go into the interior just to avoid all that crap. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Yeah. That'll do it. So, 
anyway, I put in the notes here. Note the the size of the standard gauge uh, boxcar here. This is a regular mainline 40-foot boxcar. Now, one of the advantages here is that any sort of, like, mainline railroad car that could, you know, fit within the 40-foot envelope could, um, you know, make it onto Newfoundland now. But in practice, only Canadian National and Canadian Pacific boxcars ever made it, um, you know. And then... Uh, CN operated the whole railroad um, out of this wonderful place called Moncton, New Brunswick. That's yeah. not what the notes say. What do the notes say about Moncton? <laughs> Mon Mon Moncton is one of the worst places I've been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking miserable. It's all the m most miserable parts of North Jersey, but somehow it's hotter. It was mm. 90 degrees when we were there, Jesus. which was just appalling. Compared to the fact that we had spent the last week, forty degree weather. Yeah, I've never spent any significant time in New Brunswick. I always just drove through it. Probably the worst city on earth is what your notes say. Yeah, that is that is what I said. I I it was it was not good. <laughs> uh, Saint John is beautiful. Moncton, bleh. and that's where the Via Rail station is. So uh, now there was a the the Federal Commission of Inquiry into Newfoundland uh, transportation. Right, also known as the Sullivan Commission, uh, they started looking into like how much this railroad was costing to run. This is in 1979, right? As you can see from the picture, uh, it says 1979 because I had to reference that because I didn't put it in the notes. Um, yeah, it's just the, the the notes are just a bunch of things about how bad Moncton is repeated over and <laughs> over for like 15 <laughs> lines. Yeah, it's a little weird, man. Do you need to talk? <laughs> i remember we got out of the car and just like in disbelief felt like i was standing on the surface of the sun it was <laughs> fucking horrible and the your beer was good my beer was bad man was born to suffer actually the brewery was pretty good from my perspective because i had a good beer Brett, uh, liam had a bad beer so it was not so good uh but we had driven from north sydney to moncton in like one shot so it was just astonishing that the change in temperature. Fucking miserable. I assure you, the summers here are usually much warmer. <laughs> Great. This, this is just a thermocline. You were, it, was, it was an anomalous week. I have no reason to believe you. I liked the cold. <laughs> so did I. That's why you keep going to Canada. Oh, That's okay. We well, you're, you, you're entitled to that, I suppose. <laughs> so anyway, according to NewfoundlandHeritage.ca... The commission pulled no punches about the railway. All of the available evidence indicates that dot 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 the railway cannot continue as a viable service. The reports read. Therefore, it should now be planned to have a transportation network which does not include a railway in approximately ten years' time. Uh, now, recommendation boom. twenty-nine stated that plans should be commenced now to phase out the railway, but Recommendation 30 provided for five years of renewed marketing and reorganization, after which the decision to abandon the line would be reevaluated. But it was clear the Sullivan Commission didn't have, you know, high hopes for the railway. What a fucking, like, Disney teen movie-ass clause to include. Like, well, if somebody <laughs> can just pay the exact amount to buy out the youth center, then we won't have to shut it down. <laughs> uh, and then there was um, there was a competing report which was uh, commissioned by the province as opposed to the federal government 
called the Cabot Martin Report, and that was published in 1980. And they said, look, all we need to do, we just need to keep the railroad, we need to convert it to standard gauge, right? Which may or may not have been feasible. Hey, it's um, easy. You just pull the rails apart. I have to look this yeah. up. I didn't know this before. You, you just like you just get a stick or whatever, and you just push the rails apart. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, two guys with sticks. I, I will say this: the uh, the Erie Railroad in the United States converted its entire main line from Chicago to New York City from uh, its own special gauge to uh, standard gauge in two days. Wow. That's a lot of guys with sticks. By, by using so, the stick they literally thing spread to push the rails apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they had this nice advantage that the Erie gauge was six feet as opposed to being narrower than four foot, eight and a half inches. Oh, so they pushed them together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, doesn't work as easily the other way around. Not sure why. Unfortunately. Yeah, there's probably, like, stuff in the way. There might be, like, trees or, like, bridges and stuff. Or, or like, a 500-foot a gorge on one side, a 500-foot cliff on the other. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll make it a bit tricky. Actually, the, when going back to, just briefly, the uh, improvements that CN did when they took over, uh, they did embark on uh, replacing the steel in the main line to make it heavier. Um Although I don't think that was ever completed across the entire main line, and they never did that on the branch lines. Uh, the branch lines, uh, they were very sketchy uh, up to the very end. Um, but yeah, the Sullivan Commission did go into quite a lot of detail on the fate of the railway, uh, which the the, you know, the heritage rail the heritage site doesn't really do it any justice by simply summarizing it like that. Uh, I know they talked about the possibility of converting it to standard gauge, which obviously would mean a brand new line being constructed. Um, they had a price estimation there, and they talked about how it would improve travel times uh, by, uh, I think they said 12 hours. Uh, even the possibility of keeping it narrow gauge, but actually building it to a decent standard, uh, i.e. more straight and level, uh, and that would have put it on par with places like, I guess, New Zealand or Queensland, Australia. Uh, then it still would have reduced travel times. But they just kind of waved it off and saying, well, the reduced travel times still don't do away with the fact we got to ship things over by the ferry and deal with as uh, assembling trains in Portobasque. And uh, I don't think it was a strong argument on their on their part, but they did say, well, you know, yeah, not like anybody uh, was like aware of the potential uh, risks of shipping a bunch of stuff by road and becoming dependent on that in 1979. Worry about it later. Worry about it later. Like, literally every single thing has to go on this one road now. But... It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yes, and as established, that road, I mean, some parts of it are okay, Yeah. Uh... But that's uh, okay. We'll, we'll get to the just highway a bit later. On, I guess just put that on yeah, a we'll sign, a big reflective sign saying, eh, "Some parts of it are okay." <laughs> well, <laughs> not many. You, you, you've seen those potholes ahead signs. They should just put one in Port of Basque, and that's the only one they need. Because you know. yeah, as it turns out, there are many of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> My favorite part of of driving a pro, uh, on the Trans Canada was that part uh, outside of Gander where we almost ran into a cliff face twice. Uh, and I had two panic attacks, and uh, Roz managed to, like, limp me, <laughs> limped into Gander, and went to Jungle Gym. Uh, 
Was it on the way from St. John's or towards St. John's? Towards St. John's. It's towards St. John's. Oh, I can switch. I don't know which section that is now. Those we were we were we 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 were smart on the way back. Took the ferry from Argentia. Oh oh. You just drive the road once, and you're like never again. Oh, I I will post on the uh, official uh, the our Twitter uh, the picture I took of uh, Roz and I in the cabin on the longboat where both of us just look abjectly miserable and there are no windows and we had just uh, been yes. shit-faced on Rickard's Red because we had <laughs> nothing else to do. Yeah. You know it's yeah. good when it's a brand of alcohol I've never heard of. It was good. It was good. My wife drinks it. I like it. I thought it was a good beer. Also, good mass market beer. Had that good old Molson Triple X. Had the good stuff. I mean, I'm ju- I'm just drinking Corona with this, so whatever. What's the IPA that's doesn't taste like an IPA at all? Any goddamn Canadian IPA? From Nova Scotia. No, no, no. This is like the mass market. Oh, Alexander Keith. Alexander Keith. Alexander Keith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just tastes like a lager. There, you go, there goes yeah, the fire. Yeah, enjoy truck. hearing that in know. two audio feeds. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you get like a Doppler effect between the two of you. Probably. We're cursed by God, unfortunately, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Just one of these days we'll be recording this and the refinery is going to explode. Uh, Frantically again. trying again. to record before the tsunami fire kills <laughs> us both. <laughs> yeah. Just just like, what does what what hydrogen fluoride leak sound like? Bad. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so... In 1978, right, uh, Canadian National begins a process of denationalization. Fuckers. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, see, it, they become a crown corporation, which is, you know, sort of a state-owned corporation. It's a synonym for useless. Uh, it's, yeah, hmm. it's sort of like M-Track, right? It, it, it's owned by the government. It's supposed to be profitable, but, you know, like, RA will slide you the money at the end of the year if you don't make a profit. Wink, wink, that's Fantastic. Love to yeah. have a, a, a public good that has to make a profit every year. Yeah. On, like, on an island with not a lot of people and a lot mm. of stuff that needs shipping. Yeah, imagine that. And then and we have balkanization of the service, right? So before it was um, the train in Nova Scotia... The train, uh, the ferry, and and then the train on Newfoundland were all owned by the same company, right? It was all Canadian National. They all sort of worked together. Now we're starting to spin off companies into different crown corporations. So the ferries go to CN Marine, which later became Marine Atlantic. You say you say balkanization. I'm taking that entirely literally and being like Marine Atlantic is core Serbian territory. Uh... <laughs> Get ready for some cursed Balkan YouTube comments. Ooh. Can't wait. Look, Newfoundland has always been part of Croatia, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> Alright. And, <laughs> and then and then the Newfoundland Railway itself was spun off as Terra Transport, right? Terra with an O R? Like <laughs> Terra T T E R R A. Terra, Terra, Terra. Yeah, it's in uh. <laughs> Yeah. Like like land in French because Newfoundland is is Terra Nova. Yeah, fucking uh, creative. It, it's it's a cool logo. I was <laughs> yeah. gonna ask about the logo situation. It's a good logo because like yeah. we had the MMA uh, railroad logo and that was a good logo for a shitty railroad. So I'm hoping we're in a similar <laughs> yeah. situation here. This was also uh, at the same time. Uh, in addition to this 
split up with CM Marine and Terra Transport. That's when uh, the passenger service was uh, reestablished as via rail uh, in the rest of the country. Love yes. to go via rail. That's a very clever name. Uh... And it works in both languages, so they were excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> the new... It's just like the the LRCs were, were light, rapid, comfortable in English, and then in French it was the acronym still worked. Yeah, leger, rapide, uh, don't know what comfortable is. Comfortable. I'm going to fail my citizenship test. Not going to be a landed immigrant. Wonderful. <laughs> So yeah, in other words, there were three companies that this was a, it was a deliberate move right on the part of Canadian National to make the Newfoundland Railroad seem like it was losing more money than it was, hmm. so they could get more dollars from the government at the end. Oh, that's clever! I'm sure that worked flawlessly. So sort of a Brewster's <laughs> Millions railroad type situation. Yeah, and uh, you know they started handling freight through three separate companies instead of one through the Cabot Strait crossing, which of course almost all freight had to do. Uh, chaos and pandemonium at the ports um no no for initially like no one even could figure out which company they were supposed to be working for um (laughs) just a railroad operating operating license given to one franz kafka (laughs) yeah that's me oh i'll be there on tuesday have to go to work at the railroad you're half bug just like lump it in with your thermos, just like Franz, you look so good. Yeah, no, man, it was a rough weekend. Let's just fucking unload this shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they make you. They, they expect you to double your productivity because you have two more legs. You got two more legs, Kafka. Let's see you lift some shit. Uh. <laughs> I do want to say, uh, from this picture, uh, I guess. Well, these containers, you actually still see a lot of these around, uh, not just on the island. They're floating around the mainland here and there. I saw a couple up in uh, somewhere near Hamilton, Ontario last year, just sitting in a field. Uh, mm, that's that's not where you want to see those. Well, well no, but it, it was still neat to see, hey, it's a Terra Transport container. <laughs> but it, it's, it's interesting how like containerization started, because this was... Um, this was something that was pioneered in Alaska on the White Pass and Yukon Railroad, which was another narrow gauge railroad, which was, you know, facing financial difficulties. And they, you know, sort of came up with this idea, well, why don't we have standardized containers that, you know, we can just offload from a ship and unload onto the train like immediately rather than doing all this, uh, you know, crap with uh, getting people with, you know, push carts to mm. unload and reload boxcars. Yeah, big hooks so, for like handling sacks of stuff. Yes. Uh, so the Newfoundland uh, Railroad, or Terra Transport now, is one of the first like mass adopters of containerization. Um, and this was a very successful uh, uh, business endeavor. Um, and it was provided at very low freight rates because of, you know, the conditions in the Constitution uh, and or in the terms of union. Um, and because it was very successful, the competition starts getting organized. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing I did last podcast. God I gotta damn use the it, restroom. dude. Right Let me get a beer in this case, then. Yeah, and I guess on the on the topic of the containers, um, <clears throat> yeah, so they were, yeah, they were hugely successful because uh, the Sullivan Commission report, it is it assumed that the freight rates, that the volumes were going to go down year after year after year. And they were projecting by the mid-late 80s, you'd only have one train a week sort of thing. Um, 
But I mean, well into the mid 80s, you had lengthy freight trains running every day. Uh, again, mostly with these containers. Um, you know, it was only one train per day in each direction. Uh, you have so two main freights, one eastbound, one westbound. And there was a uh, like an extra that would run across the middle of the island from uh, Bishop's Falls uh, here to the west coast in Cornerbrook. And that actually still ran a couple coaches on it because there were a bunch of people who had cabins up in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Uh, so they accommodated that. I don't know if that train ran daily. It might have been a couple times a week or once a week or something like that. Um, Love to be getting the train at the end of like 60 freight cars full of just absolute bullshit freight. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know, 12 other people. That doesn't sound like it would be bad, though, I mean, because you could just, like... That's such a fucking murder mystery setup, like... No, it, no, but it sounds like the lights go out and then the least popular one of us is found Alright, well, I have the fewest twenty dollars, <laughs> so that fucking sucks for me. Please do not murder me in Newfoundland. Uh, thanks in advance. Mm -hmm. Actually, apparently, uh... Not speaking of murder. Go on. <laughs> uh, back before the uh, yeah, when the pa when the regular passenger service was still on the go in the '60s and the '50s, uh, there was also an option to ride a mixed train from Port of Bass to St. John's, hmm. uh, and that I think took hmm, 35 hours. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Some yeah. So that's what you take when you're absolutely desperate. Hmm. Um, yeah. Every now and then you get a little extra trains running like that. Uh, I I just. Living here under the current circumstances, I just I find it hard to fathom even a bus that runs multiple times a day. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get into that when we talk about the highway, but there is actually a coach system here, which and system is in very heavy quotation marks. I I have I have returned. Ah, I need okay. to work on my beer schedule to make sure I don't need to take bathroom breaks in the middle of pod. We we did not discuss the fanfics. No, it's fine. We we got a we got a nice sound effect of me opening the second Corona in here, so it was worth. Very it. good. Very nice. Also, a digression about murder. Now I really want a beer though, and I can't get up. So thanks for nothing. I was also uh, I, I I was big on drinking Coronas on Marine Atlantic because I was yeah. like, on a boat. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm just out here like pounding <laughs> Caesars at twelve thirty a.m. I'm just like I'm gonna go to bed one way or another. <laughs> Ah, it's I'm the... on a boat in a tropical location. I'm drinking a Corona. Yeah, that's it. That's where we were. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So we start seeing some competition for container traffic, right? And they're getting organized because the CN's uh, undercutting them through Terra Transport, right? So you had Atlantic Freight Lines Limited and Newfoundland Steamship Lines, who were two private marine shipping companies, they, they're like, the railroad's undercutting our rates. We can't compete with each other anymore. We need to compete with the railroad. So they merge into Atlantic Container Express, which is now called Ocean X. Oh, oh yeah. The Ocean X. Every yeah. time. I gotta say a few words about Ocean X because they are still saying the same shit, only now it's directed at Marine Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they had an operation here in Cornerbrook. Cornerbrook had, it has a port. It's not really being used anymore. Uh, but they used to bring their container ships in here and they gave up, you know. Uh, but then they keep complaining, oh, Marine Atlantic, they keep stealing all our freight because they're so cheap. 
And I proposed to their CEO on Twitter, well, maybe the solution is to merge Marine Atlantic and Ocean X to form a single entity called Marine Atlantic. (laughs) (laughs) He he did not respond to that. Dickhead CEO, go on the podcast. We'll just just berate him constantly. Yeah, yeah, for an hour. Sid Hines. (laughs) Captain Sid Hines. He likes to emphasize the captain. Jesus. Captain fucking bird's eye. <laughs> so, Atlantic Container Express, later to be Ocean X, complains to the Canadian Transportation Commission um, that they can't compete with the low-rate Terra Transport Container Service, and they try to use the government to force them to raise their rates. And, you know, because they're like, this is anti-competitive. This is federal yeah. subsidized. Blah, 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 blah. I can't compete. <laughs> poor private industry, me. <laughs> Yeah, like even even a fucking like denationalized uh, enterprise is still more efficient than you because it gets subsidies. Like, is that yeah. not the best argument for nationalization? <laughs> it, it 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 is it is the best argument for nationalization. In case there was any room for doubt there. Oh, I wasn't sure for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing is, they're like they're now trying. They're 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 arguing the case before the the CTC, and the threat of rates going up starts to drive shippers away from using the railroad to using trucks, right? Uh, um, yeah, I, I I really do I really do appreciate the sort of mm, the like that's a that's a cultural difference. Instead of booing, you just have uh, to uh, mm. boo. <laughs> there, there you go. I got it. <laughs> Boo. Got you, Alex. Terra Transport starts trying to find efficiencies. They start eliminating branch lines. Um, they start to, um, you know, they really focus on their traffic originating from or destined for points off the island, uh, you know, particularly concentrating on traffic that goes from St. John's to Port of Basque. Um, and the CTC eventually rules that the railroad has to raise its Dumb. rates. Oh, bullshit. So yeah. even if, even Which... if they didn't have to do that, right? Because they're cutting uh, costs by cutting all these outlying things. If you're some like I don't know some business, some muffler shop in uh, like fucking arse end of nowhere, Newfoundland, uh, and, great and, town, and, dildo. Great town. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if if you run a muffler yeah. shop on dildo and you rely on the railroad to get your shipment of mufflers or whatever, you can just either get it by truck or get fucked, whether they mm. put the rates up or not. Awesome. Hmm. Although I don't know if did the railroad ever make it to Dildo? Uh, Dildo's a real town in Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah so uh, that section of the Avalon, uh, there actually used to be uh, a branch line on each side of that. Um, mm. I don't know if it went into Dildo <laughs> proper. But the double sided Dildo, sort of thing. <laughs> but it went fairly close by. Uh, but the main branch line ran up through. Uh, uh, oh my god, Robert. Oh my god, Bay Roberts and Carbonier and Harbor Grace, all that. Um, yeah, the branch lines were kind of... They were a huge waste of money. Uh, they were A lot of those were built in the early 20th century. And I guess they... Again, if they had been built to a decent standard, I suppose, yes, you know, they would have been fine. Uh, uh, but the only one that really mattered as far as traffic was concerned was the line around between St. John's and Harbor Grace. It's about 80 miles, something like that. Uh, the other ones were... Uh, yeah, not they were really long, and they serviced very tiny populations. 
um, they were still useful to have, and there were no other roads, you know, so they did get used. But, uh, yeah, by the mid-80s, they were only getting one or two trains per week uh, because they were, you know, most of these places had had uh, secondary highways built by then, and uh, they were close enough to connect with the main line or with the new Trans Island Highway, so it made, in some sense, less sense to run trains on a regular basis. Uh, the most interesting branch line element, I guess, was in the Bonavista Peninsula. This is another kind of like northeast coast of the island. Uh, and they had to build a loop there. And for some reason that was a big deal because most train loops, I guess, are under mountains in the Rockies, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, this is an open-air loop. So if that was preserved, actually, after the branch line was shut down in 84... Uh, I'm glad they kept the important thing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, because <laughs> it's the Sullivan Commission report actually went into detail and said, hey, this section, not just the loop, but that whole branch line should probably be preserved as a heritage railway. Mm. Um, but all we got was the loop left, and uh, actually the provincial government, shockingly, hasn't done anything Fuckers. with it and let it rot. Uh, there was a, wow. like a businessman leased it and had a theme park there for the nineties. It was a fun little place. He had a little, uh, uh, shunter locomotive running around with a couple carriages all done up in this faux circus train livery. Uh, and it was a Ferris wheel and all this restaurant. It was, it was a cute spot, but first is tragedy then as yeah. far <laughs> indeed. And then the guy fucking walked away from it. Uh, and the place was vandalized, and then in 2010, 2011, Hurricane Igor uh, just flooded the place out, and so now it looks like a post-apocalyptic nightmare. Uh, a shocking glimpse of things to come. Uh, I have an idea for a Patreon stretch goal now, though. Yeah, we build Trinity go. Loop. <laughs> <laughs> we, are we just urbexing it, or are we rescuing it? Because I think those two different goals, I think. Oh, we're rescuing it! Oh no, we're building it back, motherfucker! We're coming back! I want to run! I want to! I want to run a tiny train on a loop! Yeah, he does. This is his whole life. <laughs> Just the, the the most podcast thing we could do would be to run a tiny loop that somehow also connects dildo to intercourse Pennsylvania. I got this! I got this! I will be a Pennsylvania boy. I will! I will reach out to the Amish. Well, it is closer to come by chance. Hmm. Oh yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just f- fuck it. Go transatlantic. Bring it to Twat in Orkney. Do the live show on our trans uh, transatlantic railroad. Meet in the middle. Yes. <laughs> Just one extremely long bridge. Should be fine. Trans in more ways than one. Oh. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. So the CTC ruled the railroad has to raise rates. Canadian National appeals the CTC ruling because it's in clear violation of the terms of union, but the damage is done at this point, right? The threat is enough to move shippers away. So, um, Canadian National prevails, the CTC orders revoked. I think it it takes two years, but at this point, politicians were talking about roads for rails, right? Which is agreeing to close the railway in return for highway improvements. Hmm. Is this Ugh. a highway that we're seeing before or after the improvements? Because looking at it as oh hell nerves, yeah the red 
I, I assure you it is uh, after. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, is that trailer guy ahead of us? Yeah, my boy. That is trailer guy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about trailer guy in a second. And this, this, um, I know where this is, too. Uh, this uh, section where the pavement is uh, slightly oh, redder. It sure was. It was disoriented. Uh, near Grand Falls or uh, Springdale. Between that section? Yeah. So, since there was no passenger service on the railroad, there's no political support for railroad improvements other than from shippers. So, you know, in in 1988, the deed is done. Newfoundland receives $800 million for road improvements, $800 million Canadian dollars. That's like 36. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, six bucks US. Yeah. (laughs) Um, for road improvements in exchange for allowing Canadian National to abandon the 549 remaining miles of the Newfoundland Railroad. Why, why do I have to sign this contract in blood? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that that's why the asphalt is red here. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Because what do they do with the 800 million dollars? Uh, short stretches of the Trans Canada are turned into four lane divided highways, and they build a few new highways in St. John's and Corner Brook. But, you know, most of the road is this treacherous, unforgiving, crowded, high-speed, undivided, three-lane road. Fuck and yeah, you notice this section, <laughs> this section here has an actual suicide lane <laughs> in the middle. Um, <laughs> we, we've abolished those in the United States, but, you know, the markings here. Wow, are you, are you serious? I thought that was a normal thing. No, the one way in which the U.S. is more progressive than Canada. Uh, maybe you should explain what a suicide lane is for the uh, for the people who don't know. So a suicide lane is you have one lane for travel in one direction, another lane for travel in the other direction, and there's a shared passing lane in the center. Yes, the w- way you would have a median, right? Yeah, it was inter- the, the markings on the on the uh, on the highway across Newfoundland, you know, do indicate preference for passing in one direction as opposed to passing in the other direction but like ultimately that doesn't you know mean anything you know you, you can just you can pass if you want to yeah but and then hit a truck that's passing in the opposite direction at uh, 60 miles an hour we hit no trucks awesome. we hit no trucks i'm so glad yeah mm. i actually would like to take a minute to to talk about our hero here I, so, I think there's uh three or four deaths on the highway in this last two weeks alone Sounds, Sounds about, about right. right. So, Trailer Guy, uh, we followed from, I think, about Corner Brook to damn near St. John's. Oh. Uh, no, it was, it was past Corner. It was after Gander. Oh, was it? We picked oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. a hell of a distance. Uh, he drove ahead of us well into triple digits, and this is miles per hour, not kilometers per hour. Uh, and managed to like block for us every single time. I had an advance car. Yeah, we essentially had a (laughs) blocker car because, again, I am now not in Canada, so I could talk about how fast I was driving. Uh, (laughs) We were regularly also in triple digits uh, for that spot where it wasn't super foggy and terrifying. Uh, And this guy managed to save us ass 
Save our ass at least a dozen times by blocking I bars. love this fucking social Darwinist highway. This is what the outer <laughs> bounds would have been like if the wrong side had won the war. Just a bunch of people driving at 200 miles an hour. <laughs> just You need a fucking secret service motorcade by accident to fucking like survive. Incredible. That, that guy was mutual aid in truck form. And yeah. it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, we, we, should, we, should, we should get some like stickers or some shirts or something about truck trailer guy to introduce him into the the podcast extended universe i would love that i would buy a shirt that i would make money from that just says i heart trailer guy mm-hmm. <laughs> just that little just that little silhouette of the truck with the trailer on it awesome there were uh, in canada at this point you know after they start to, they abandoned the newfoundland railroad for you know this Highway, which is only drivable if you have Trailer Guy. <laughs> um, you know, around this time, there's a bunch of similar abandonments. Um, so Prince Edward Island had a railroad which was very hastily abandoned by Canadian National when they heard that the Confederation Bridge might have a railroad on it, and then they'd be on the hook <laughs> for running it. Jesus. It's uh, C- Canadian National, the fucking your dad who goes out for cigarettes and never comes back. Just incredible. (laughs) The bridge is nice. I can say that. I've driven across that bridge. I've never been over the bridge. Okay, we'll go across the bridge. We'll make our triumphant return. You just get arrested at the border for like (laughs) 900 charges of speeding. They don't know who we are or what we look like. Yeah, you are Newfoundland's number one most wanted. There is no other crime. There's just, like, there's one cop on Newfoundland, but he's just, like, staring at a picture of Liam constantly for, like, seven hours every day to burn that face into his memory. Uh, The GTI just goes screaming past. (laughs) We'll catch that guy going however fast in fucking Fortune Bay or wherever. Yeah. Yeah, very quickly, because, again, look, if we had hit anything, we would have already already been dead, and no medic is going to come for us. So, mm. you wanted to make the boat, we made the boat, I don't know what the issue is. Oh, they're supposedly installing traffic cameras here now on the highways. Fascists. Jesus. Bastards, yeah. I know. I, I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, and then Vancouver Island, on the other side of Canada, their railroad was effectively abandoned about five years ago. And Via Rail is constantly cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting, which is bizarre, because... Yeah. A lot of a lot of Canada is pretty well served by trains if you know they just let them. I mean, it seems like Canada's quite like big. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that, and like it, it seems in some ways more efficient to have a dedicated route where you can pull something with a locomotive than having a bunch of different trucks, one of which has a trailer, thankfully, uh, <laughs> just like slamming into each other forever. Well, there's like a weird. Trucks are regulated in Canada different than they are in the United States, which actually makes trucking a bit more practical because I think it's it's based on per axle load is how big your trailer can be versus, you know, here in the United States, an 80,000 pound limit flat. Hmm. In Canada, you can just stick more axles on the trucks and, you know, have as much weight as you want. Or axles hmm. is more better. Just kind of gravitating towards the Australian style road train. Fantastic. Oh, those are super tight. Also, popping back to uh, Atlantic Canada with the uh, abandonments. Uh, so Nova Scotia still ha- has some rail connection. There's the main line into Halifax, but at the same time this was going on, uh, the 
loop line that ran around the Annapolis Valley through the South Shore and back towards Halifax that was taken up, um, and that used to, and that's a fairly you know it's not like it's the most populated place in the world, but it's still quite a few thousand people living down there. Uh, even the line going to Sydney, uh, there used to be a passenger train that linked up with Via Rail's Ocean Service. That's gone now. Uh, in fact, I don't even think they're running freight trains up there anymore. Jeez. I mean, you mentioned Halifax. That's that's a preview of an episode to come on a more, uh, let's say, uh, explosive, explosive topic. Ah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're both reaching for the same pun there. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, even when I mentioned at the start of the episode, like, you could have taken a train from Boston to Halifax, and then you could have taken a train from Halifax... Uh, to North Sydney, yeah. like it would have been a, it would have been one transfer. Yep. That was the goal that was run by Boston and Maine and a bunch of other railroads because uh, it wasn't, it wasn't really a train so much as it was a bunch of through cars they stuck together from various other trains. Um, so you imagine you're leaving North Station with uh, a, a, a train of sixteen cars, none of which are owned by the same railroad. <laughs> none of them match. This is the future liberals want. <laughs> They're all different colors and shit. And now, of course, we can't conceive of that, right? I mean, if I tried to get as far as Halifax by train from you know, Philadelphia, that's... Up to Montreal you go, yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta stay over a night in Montreal yeah. unless I get lucky with the Adirondack. <laughs> Does anyone ever get lucky on the Adirondack? I did, oh. I did get <laughs> into Montreal early enough that I could have switched to the ocean right there oh, i was just being disgusting oh. that's because the train the train showed up uh two hours early there's a lot of padding in that schedule mm. um but i guess uh the question i wanted to pose here is is like is this inevitable right is it always going to be the case that like you know these small island railroads are 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 impossible to run um, especially where it's sparsely populated, right? Well, that doesn't seem like a Canadian locomotive or <laughs> Canadian buildings there. So I get the sense that this is your counterexample. Yes. Uh, so this is the uh, Sakhalin Railway. Sakhalin? I don't Sakhalin. know. I think it's Sakhalin. Sakhalin? Sakhalin. So this is, uh, this is in, um, you know, this is in Russia. It's that big island north of Japan, right? Yeah, uh, shot yeah, down a Islanders... Korean Airlines uh, plane over at one time. Just well, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta not enter Soviet airspace unwittingly. Is the thing? I think that was over Kamchatka, wasn't it? This is the double seven flight, uh, right? Yeah, I, I, I definitely remember Sakhalin in con in the context of uh, the Soviet air force shooting down yeah, uh, it's a close. lost airliner. So. Yeah. Well, they're they're trying to prove the superiority of the railroad. <laughs> yeah, He's, he, <laughs> well, it's still well, there. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah, if if you fly over the if you fly over Sakhalin illegally, you might see the railroad and then decide that railroads on like small outlying islands are a good idea, and that would be counter to all of the principles of socialism in one country. <laughs> <laughs> it might it might foment revolution somewhere else, and obviously you can't have that. But um, so this this railroad was uh, you know run under Soviet administration for a very long time. It's uh, you know the island has a similar population to Newfoundland. It's it, it's I think about the same size, very different yeah. shape though. <laughs> yeah. uh, the terrain is similar, um, and it's a narrow gauge railroad, and it still runs to this day. 
although they just fully converted it to Russian gauge a few months ago, I think. They mm. finished up the job. They, they pushed the rails apart. With sticks. Yeah, they managed to push the rails apart. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still a, you know, a, a central transportation system on the island. I mean, their highways are absolute garbage. I mean, <laughs> yeah. much worse than... Much worse than uh, the Transcanada. Never ever drive in Russia. Uh, the thing <laughs> when the Soviet Union fell was you had all of these new Russians buying BMWs and Mercedes, and there was one road in Moscow and Arbatskaya that you could drive them on. Everywhere else would just destroy your expensive German suspension. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's still like that. Uh, incredible. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Don't drive in Russia. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, maintained and it expanded in the Soviet Union. Um, Stalin tried to build a tunnel to Sakhalin, and they got as far as sinking shafts. <laughs> nice. They got as far as sinking shafts for the TBMs uh, in the 1950s, and then Stalin died, and everyone realized yeah. this was a dumb project. Just kind of realized that you didn't actually need all of these like artists and poets and stuff who like to dig a giant fucking tunnel to the middle of nowhere. Uh, but Putin is making noises about trying it again, though. Oh, he's always... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> our boy is... Our, our big, wet, dumb president of Russia is constantly making noises about big infrastructure projects. And it never happens. If this ever, like, gets to more than, like, a paper stage, it will be as a way of shoveling 50 million rubles to some guy who's cousins with some other guy. <laughs> We're gonna build a tunnel from Sakhalin to uh, Hokkaido in Japan. That's gonna happen. That's happening. Well, well I mean, the, the tunnel between the mainland, I mean, I don't think it was a huge distance, was it? It's like, uh, it like five miles, I think. Yeah. And in fact, uh, there's talk here about, well, I mean, off and on, even the Sullivan Commission report talks about this building a tunnel between Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, and they're finally. The provincial government seems to be taking that seriously now, and even in the federal election, some of the candidates were openly talking about it. Um, it's the same huge transfer of wealth, but it's between two guys named Irving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, uh, it's uh, they're going to build it, and it's going to be shit. Uh, I mean, in order for it to work nicely, uh, well, <laughs> ideally, we'd have a Quebec North Shore Labrador railway. Uh, network that would link to the island, but uh, at the very least, they're just going to put a shitty road along the Quebec North Shore uh, to service the communities there. And I don't know. There's people talking about doing something along the lines of the channel. So you got like a train that loads up the cars and then goes, um, as opposed to doing a, like a Norway or Denmark model where you just have you know regular tunnels you can drive through. Uh, so I don't know how far that's actually going to go. I think there is a lot of potential there. I mean, especially for the northern peninsula. But uh, I, I just I can't see the powers that be doing anything good with it. Hmm. I mean, this is the thing, right? If you do a channel tunnel, uh, sort of, of um, mechanism, it will at least be morally better than the actual channel tunnel in that it will like <laughs> kill fewer immigrants. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless you put a border, unless you secede from Canada and like put a border in the middle of it, then uh, <laughs> I, I think it will be an improvement. Uh, the chauvinists here will want to keep Labrador. We like sucking the mineral resources out of it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Suck it, Quebecois. 
Yeah, that's what it comes down to in some cases. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I guess the 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 thing I, I guess to conclude on is like, is is there a future where we have a railroad in Newfoundland? And yes, please. Uh, pers- personally, I think yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, I, we're 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 we've got this whole climate change doohickey that's happening, right? It's yeah, like, the, the thing that's asking the question, is there a future with a Newfoundland, rather than is there a future with a Newfoundland railway? Uh, well, I mean, I think Newfoundland comes out on top in climate change a lot more than a lot of other places, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just get a much higher fjord, I suppose. Uh, the cliffs are so high here, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, planning a move. Uh, gotta revise my French. So, but it's like, you know, the efficiency of transport you get with railroads, you can't beat any other way. I mean, you know, if every 4,000 4, horsepower locomotive is doing the work of, you know, uh, 100 or 200, 500 horsepower trucks, uh, you know, I think if we're, if we're serious about this and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to go with the urban liberal stance, which is everyone in Newfoundland should move to Montreal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and learn to code. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, you gotta put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I think there is something genuinely important to this about like uh, having a solution to climate change that does include, let's say, less populated areas and like mm-hmm. rural areas and like let's say traditionally underserved populations. For sure. That like if we're gonna if we're gonna do this thing where we fix society, we do have to bring everybody along with us and you're not going to do that by making everybody learn ruby on rails uh you just have to do the rails part yeah you just do the rails part and it turns out like this is uh remarkably practical right i i i almost forgot to include this in the presentation because i constantly erase <laughs> the first nations um oh yes but, there you go uh, asshole. Yes. so this is um the train you're looking at here is the other railroad in uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. Oh, hell yeah. This one is, of course, in Labrador. This is Deschuetin Rail Transportation. Jeez. I don't know if I, I, th- I, I, I think it's, I think it's Shuetin. Shuetin. But you know, I'm in, uh, I, I, I have no conception of how to properly pronounce it. <laughs> I think Extremely it's cool livery, though. Uh, oh, the trains look good. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and the logo is really a nice. Sexy train. Yes. So this is part of the former Quebec North Shore and Labrador Railway, uh, which ran from Septils, uh, Quebec, to Labrador City. Um, Jesus, how do you fuck then... up French that badly? <laughs> Seven oh, islands, set île. Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter in Quebec. I actually want to point out that i don't i don't know how to pronounce anything well the first time we went to <laughs> quebec we we stopped at a tim hortons of course the only the oh, only God. thing and, yeah i'm gonna tell this story and uh <laughs> it's all going in the fabric slash man. do not eat went in there and he tried to order a black co- a, a large black coffee and managed to say uh cafe Large Noir, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is basically how most Anglo-Canadians speak French, right? Like... <laughs> just, just tried to order I, a coffee in two languages like, and successfully spoke like, oh, neither you're, you're of those You're from languages. Ontario, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot how to speak both English and French. Look, I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just happy to distract from the Newfoundlers thing. Well, you did your best. Newfoundlers... <laughs> So, so, um, uh, just, just, and the, the, 
the the thing. Go on. They, they, they North took wind over, in English. Yeah, they took over a hundred and thirty four mile uh hundred and thirty four mile uh branch line to Shefferville, Quebec, uh, which the railroad was trying to abandon. So, you know, the uh, the First Nations came and said, look, we need this railroad. Uh, we're going to run it. And Jesus, how sad that the, they only considered that option when it was like, yeah, we're just going to let it rot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the people who actually live here and who live there first get have to like be like, yeah, maybe we should do the thing instead of you maybe doing I. that. Oh, I had never considered that. Yeah, maybe maybe instead of abandoning it, you should you know let us run it so we can have a train. Yeah, uh, and so they provide you know essential passenger and freight service to very isolated communities in northern Quebec, and this is, oh boy, I got to get through. Um, Three First Nations here. <laughs> oh boy! This is jointly owned by the Innu Nation of Matamikush Lac John, the Naskapaki Nation of Oh boy, Kawawachi Yeah, yeah, Kamash and the Innu Takuakian Ushatmak Mani Uchen. I'm sorry. Almost, <laughs> Justin. You, you, you sound you like so close, me Justin. praying when I started, when I first became Muslim, and I didn't know any Arabic. That's what I sounded like. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, all three of those First Nations, their uh, their communities are all around the Shefferville area. Uh, it's like Justin said, extremely isolated. Uh, not a single road other than the railway. Uh, yeah, L- Labrador is still. Yeah, pretty much a isolated place in general. So this railway serves a huge and vital service to them. Hmm. Mutual aid. It is. It, it's the trailer guy scaled up. Yeah. To a trailer yeah, railroad train. To, yeah. To, to, yeah. To the train guy. Hmm. There's... This is why we did the. Uh, this is why we did the acknowledgement of the stolen lands we were on at the beginning, to do penance for my. Horrific mispronunciations <laughs> later on. Yeah, it, it was going to tie it all together. The, we do actually plan this stuff ahead of time. That's us. That's what we do, is plan good. So, I mean, it, it turns out, like, you can just have a railroad if you want to. Um, Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. you Aww. personally, your, your community, can have a railroad. Yes. I mean, not to, not to, I mean, I'm still the, um, big, bad, big state Marxist-Leninist, but it turns out that you can autonomously organize these things. You can, like, have this framework of a sovereign nation that is like, yeah, let's just have a fucking railroad that doesn't, like, that, that goes to our town so we don't all die from not having medicine. Uh... Y- you can do that. You can, you can organize that. You can organize anything. A better world is possible. Ooh. Yes. She said overconfidently. I say it's still possible to come to this province and travel as a passenger on train. Although, yeah, uh, one of the odd things, uh, the once it reaches Emeril Junction, which is near Lab City, the train doesn't actually go into Lab City, which is kind of odd, because uh, that's the main population center in Labrador West. But anyway, it stops. This is like uh, 50 kilometers to the east of Labrador City, so unless you have someone waiting there, uh, it's basically a stop in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, it does, like it said, terminate in Setil, which is uh, 20,000 people, something like that, and that connects to basically everything else in Quebec, right? 
so it was very handy. Uh, shockingly, okay, so there was this concept that was floating around, I don't know how seriously the federal government ever took it, uh, of developing northern railways in Canada, uh, like, for example, extending the line from Churchill up along the west coast of Hudson Bay into Nunavut, uh, and also having lines going to northern Ontario, uh, northern Quebec, and also having a line cutting across Labrador ending in Goose Bay, purpose of this being, you know, ending or reducing isolation in the north and uh, having greater flow of goods, especially in the Arctic, where uh, getting anything is incredibly costly. Uh, so this is part of a concept to have more railroads and greater ports uh, to service the Canadian north, but uh, nothing's materialized of that in any significant mm. sense. Well, it's, it sounds like the kind of thing that you'd need a concerted large program of government intervention, some kind of like new deal of a green mm. nature, perhaps. A bit uh, of socialism in there. Uh, yeah, a, li a little bit of socialism. Impossible. Too bad that's impossible. Nope. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, uh, go, the, the, uh, the green aspect is starting to catch on uh, with quite a few people here in this province. Uh, lots of people have been drawn out to the climate strikes that have been going on every few weeks, and uh, some of the federal candidates with the local Social Democrats uh, also said friendly things about bringing a railway back to Newfoundland, and none of those got elected here. I mean, of course, our party, the Communist Party, talks about it all the time because, you know, we love trains. Every <laughs> communist has to love trains. It's like written in the rule book or something. I have heard that, yeah. Page two of the manifesto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just the, just, but, but just the fact that the NDP, like the new the new Democrats, that they, that a couple of them were talking about a railway here in Newfoundland again. That's really neat. I mean, for years I thought I was just the lone crank who liked trains, but yeah, there's actually still a few people here that are into that. So I don't know. We can build something. Yeah, the the the, <laughs> the three cranks, the lone gunman. Uh, the the strange thing about this is, like, it's weird to look at a, a, a train like that, this enormous fucking diesel engine, and much like the nuclear power episode, which we uh, previously recorded, and say this is actually the environmentally friendly option, but it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really mm. is. It just, it's, it's difficult to process the kind of scale that we're talking about here. And nobody's going to do a photo of this where we put it next to, I don't know, 500 trucks, right? But that's yeah. that, that's basically the deal, right? Ugh. And you're comparing all of that Gross. exhaust and all of those fumes and everything. It, it, it is, it's, it's, if not a totally green option, it's kind of, things like this are the only way we can restructure our society in time to make a real important difference to not all dying. Oh, so you can put wires up. Yes. Saying here, the provincial government's attitude towards green uh, is hydroelectric dams. Uh, and th those are problematic. Uh, and so... They're, they're okay. I mean, you get a fish tube out of it. And do you, everyone has a fun time on Twitter that afternoon uh, making fish tube memes. Well, the uh, the big thing up, now, up here now uh, is a major hydroelectric project, of course, in Labrador. Uh, it's at a place called Muskrat Falls, and uh, obviously the First Nations in the area are pissed off about it because uh, it's flooding their land, naturally. Uh, you know, some of them are, you know, people there are, are partially supportive because it's jobs, if nothing else, but 
by and large, people are opposed to the project, you know, because it's an attack on their sovereignty. In addition to the environmental impact of flooding all that land and potential collapses that, you know, uh, could kill people and destroy infrastructure and so on. And the other thing uh, that's got people pissed off about it is the cost. I mean, I know we're here talking about building a new railway in Newfoundland. I mean, that wouldn't be cheap, of course. You'd be looking at six or seven billion dollars for sure uh, if you're building it right. That's just a rough estimate off the top of my head. The Jesus government is Christ. putting 13 billion into this dam. Uh, and, you know, you know there's a good part of, part of that is a loan guarantee from the federal government. But even so, it's okay for them to put, the, in their view, it's okay for them to throw that kind of money at a project that's of questionable utility, but something that would be actually useful to a great number of people and also very green in its own way is kind of just laughed aside. It's like, well, geez, we, got, yeah. we all got trucks. But it, it's not... It's it's not sexy and it doesn't have good. I mean, me calling it a sexy train aside, uh, there's, <laughs> it, it, it it doesn't make good. Content, it doesn't make good photos. You can't have Justin Trudeau pose in front of it like you can a dam. Sure, you can. Look, we're not we're, we're not meeting any of our uh, our climate targets under the Paris Agreement, but we built this dam, so we must be taking it seriously, and I must be an environmentalist. Um, and meanwhile, they want to double down on oil production course, in ten years. Of course. You know, you also got to keep Justin Trudeau away from the shoe polish. <laughs> yeah, got to get that dig in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, you just got to keep him away from the crude oil because, like, it's too viscous. But he'll try it anyway. I need it as he sticks his face into a barrel of uh, of Alberta crude. Yeah, like, like that one scene in Three me, Kings. Accept me now. <laughs> uh, so before we. Uh, conclude. I guess we're getting to that point. Uh, I just wanted to add uh, with the current state of transportation here, which uh, surprise, surprise, is fucking awful. Uh, so yeah, with regards to the highway, we know that shit. Uh, but there is a there is a bus system here. So uh, that CN bus system that was brought in to replace the passenger trains when that was abandoned in '69, uh, they kept on going until CN was privatized in '96. Nice and. Uh, it was taken over by a private firm then, Less and nice. they've done fucking nothing with it. Fantastic. Uh, so the Sullivan Commission report was like, Newfoundland should have this huge uh, province-wide, comprehensive, integrated bus system, like get a ticket in St. John's, it'll get you to St. Anthony or Goose Bay, Port of Asque, wherever, uh, and have multiple buses running from the same location each at multiple times during the day so that you don't just have to get the 8 a.m. bus, you can get a bus at... 10 or 2 o'clock or whatever. Uh, well, there were a few slight improvements, but obviously since privatization, uh, it's it's just the main highway. Uh, and you get that bus at 8 in the morning or not at all. Uh, oh, boy. And it takes, like I said, four, uh, 14 hours, uh, assuming the weather's good, between St. John's and Port of Basque. And if you want to go anywhere off the main highway, there. There's a handful of like privately owned uh, shuttle bus slash taxi companies. Uh, some of them are fairly cheap, I guess, but their schedules aren't linked with the main highway bus. Of course not. That would be too easy. And uh, again, they they run on very limited schedules anyway. So I mean, you might get into Cornerbrook and they have to wait a day or two to get the bus to where you're going, and it might not go as far as you want to go anyway. 
And all for the privilege of sitting in a cramped van for seven or eight hours, hey, right? Vans. Of course. Uh, yeah. I will say that the main highway coaches are, they're okay, they're comfortable enough, but uh, it's no substitute for a proper train. Mm. So, uh, car bad, train good, bus intermediate. Oh, oh, and the buses are expensive. Imagine that. Mm. Bus bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, a one-way trip from Quarterbrook to St. John's is about $110. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. So, you know it's bad when it's cheaper to just drive and pay your own gas? Well, it seems like uh, that's a massive engineering disaster right there, along with, of course, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge collapse. Uh, this is a major engineering disaster. We'll be Our covering next in the next episode. episode. Yes. Fine life. Episodes, uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, plus one. I don't know what episode this is, so I can't tell you what well, the I, I am confident um, Tacoma Narrows is coming up soon. <laughs> yes. We're also going to get some uh, bumper stickers and some uh, badges, too, that someone has made for us of, well, there's your problem, and also uh, train good, car bad. Are we and getting I did those? Say, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, but we'll put the link in the thing. Uh, and I did say on the Twitter that we would give a shout-out on the next episode to the first person to send us a photo of the train good car bad sticker stuck to a train. Uh, don't break any laws, don't die, but yeah, do that. <laughs> and um, uh, I guess uh, since we're wrapping up, uh, go, go to our Patreon, um, where by the time this is up, the Grover House episode should be up. Right now I'm about yes. 30 minutes into editing it. Good job! Um, it is a good episode. I... I do, I do um, regret we, there was an obvious joke we should have made, which we missed. Which was oh, that's about, not like uh, us at all. <laughs> Who would yeah, do know, that? Right? Which is something, something about like Notre Dame de Grover or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the In problem with Grover House is that spire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, all right. Uh, before we go, the plugs. Let's go. Uh, listen to Trash Future, our my podcast. It's available wherever podcasts are podcasted. Watch my YouTube channel. Do not eat uh, about cities and socialism. I promise there'd be another uh, yeah. Franklin episode at some point. You, it's been a while. I was wondering about all the people in the I, comments. I, yeah, the comments are are getting heated. It's just like he'll get there, but folks, he'll get there when it's done. Our our boy needs time to work his magic. Yeah, I mean, ap apart from everything else, City Skylines takes like an hour to launch. <laughs> yeah, especially yes. when you've loaded down with mods. It's like an awkward launch. I feel like the launch time has extended in the last few months. I don't know what it is. Uh, definitely. It, it it may be one of the, like, uh, 11,000 mods that I have installed, but also I refuse to play it without any of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Breaks. yeah. Uh, I, you want to go or you want me to go? Alright, uh, uh, I guess I'll go. Alright, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, wreck him. Uh, Liam Anderson Jesus. at Shut the Fuck Up at Old Man Anderson <laughs> on Twitter. I uh, just want to say special thanks to my boy Trailer Guy for, uh, for blocking for us for approximately 250 miles. We couldn't have done it without you. I love you so much. Yeah, let's do some Trailer Guy shirts or something. Yes, please. And uh, Sean, do you have anything to plug before we go? Not especially. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Sean Red. Uh, like I said, I mostly just retweet communist stuff. Uh, sometimes I say things that are witty. Uh, oftentimes uh, not. But uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show, though. 
right. Yeah, oh, thank you pleasure. for blessing us with your expertise mm -hmm. and wisdom about Newfoundland. Anytime. And, mm. and yeah, sorry for calling you Newfoundland. Ah, that's all right. And also Newfoundland. If you do get back yeah. here, look me up. I'd love to have a coffee or something or a beer. Mm. Sure, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, we spent uh, a total of like three minutes in Corner Brook at a McDonald's. And the train museum. Who just... You liked the train museum. Oh, yeah, museum. we did you go to the train Bobby. museum. Yeah. The only good train but, museum. Yeah, yeah that, we that did is... go to the train museum. Yeah, yeah. That, that is our first yeah. live show is going to be the train museum in Corner Brook. Actually, I should say, the, the museum, one in Port of Bass is nice pretty good, too. The, the, the steam locomotive there was interesting. That was the first picture in the slideshow because it was uh, made in Philadelphia. Yeah. It was like, oh, ah, good old Baldwin the locomotive. Links running through reading. every fucking episode. It's uh, very clever right. of you. Thank you. Yes. I'll take credit for it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why did you say I don't know. I was ready. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh,. I'm going to end it. We're an hour and 30 minutes. God damn it. All right. All right. <laughs> good podcast, everyone. Thank you for having yeah, me on again. Podcast. Have a good all evening, right. folks. All right. Bye. Now we just have to record all of this again in French. Oh, I thought that was uh, you lost uh, speak English. <laughs> Voici votre problème. <laughs> hey, right, au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bonne chance. Merci. Oh, oui.